Welcome to the Faith in Maine podcast. I'm Katie Clark, your host. We are sharing stories of life and faith and ministry across our 59 churches, 18 summer chapels, Camp Bishopswood, three Jubilee centers, and ministries that make up the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. Today, we'd like to share with you a sermon for the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, preached by the Bishop, the Right Reverend Thomas J. Brown, for the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, June 28, 2020. Shortly before he died, the last great chief of the Crow Nation, Plenty Coup, told his story, up to a certain point at least. He said, when the buffalo went away, the hearts of my people fell to the ground and they could not lift them up again. After this, nothing happened. In his book, Radical Hope, Jonathan Lear describes the philosophical and spiritual prompts of Plentiku. The Crow Nation's culture was collapsing and in the midst of that reality, Chief Plentiku demonstrated genuine courage a deep trust in his vision and his religious practice and radical hope. He drew from his past to trust in a future not yet envisaged. Nothing here but optimism, something else that's rooted in a relationship with God where courage, trust, and hope align and come together and define a new reality. In these weeks of early summer, churches throughout the world are reading stories from the book of Genesis. And they're not always easy to hear, much less to understand how to apply to our daily lives. Today we come to a sacred text that for some of us is the hardest. The Akedah, Hebrew for binding, the binding of Isaac. There are Jews and Christians who say we shouldn't read this in public worship, that it's too violent. Others say that we must read it because in it, we encounter something of, our, of ourselves and the possibility to discover at least ultimately the character of God. The story gives us a picture of a child's trust, a parent's aching yet indomitable love and the divine love that will not ever let us go, not ever. In other words, it has the power to make a claim on us that all that we have, even our own lives and those of the ones most dear to us, belong ultimately to God, who gave them to us in the first place. The Akedah assures us that God will provide and that God will be present. And of course, for those of us who follow Jesus Christ, the Akedah foreshadows the death and resurrection of the beloved son, son of Abraham, son of David, son of God. In other written works by Jonathan Lear, he raises the possibility that Chief Plentiku understood the Akedah as one way to make sense of the collapse of his people. In telling his story to a white man towards the end of his life, Plentiku said, we keep an eye for a ram along the prairie's edge. Here in the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, we are responding to change and to disorientation with resiliency and with trust in God's nature. Our practical, technological, and spiritual responses to this pandemic, to racial justice, and to a church that is adapting at lightning speed pulls us forward 
toward radical hope that God always brings us from death to life and that nothing is lost and that everything is used for God's purposes to make the way of the cross to become for us the way of life. Jesus said in today's gospel, whoever welcomes you welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. This message of Jesus is vitally and urgently relevant in the world in which we find ourselves. To be a disciple of Jesus means to do the spiritual work that helps us to live as he lived and to follow God in the way that he followed God. To be a disciple of Jesus means to love as he loved across every so-called barrier and every obstacle. The virus, the abuse of privilege, the destruction of creation, the loss of security. And to do this, we lean on God, not thinking that we can do it on our own. In one of our town hall meetings earlier this month, and again during a joint meeting of the Standing Committee and the Commission on Ministry, people led prayers by using the text of the final stanza of the hymn, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Many of you know its provenance. James Weldon Johnson wrote it in 1900, and his brother composed the music for it in 1905. It was first used to celebrate Abraham Lincoln's birthday. It's often referred to as the Black National Anthem. It has ascended to new heights of popularity in the past month. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who hast brought us thus far on the way, thou who hast by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. Lest our hearts, drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land. We do, we do not know if Chief Plenticu, who died in 1932, heard this hymn. What we do know is this. We are in this together holding fast to one another, leaning upon God to reveal a lasting trust and a radical hope, and therefore discovering the glorious truth that all people are created in the image of God and that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May God bless you and may God bless us so that we might return the world to peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast, brought to you by the Episcopal Diocese of Maine.